It's time to get informed and inspired. This is Saturday Morning Live, sponsored by Asset Advisors, LLC, at Linden Sheet Metal on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Good morning and welcome to Saturday Morning Live. I'm Lyle Sorensen. Can you believe it is the 1st of October? Where did summer go? Well, I think it's still here for a bit. It's amazing out there. Get outside, enjoy it. I'm actually jetted it in really early this morning from a county camp spot. And here we are. So it's unbelievable have have you been paying attention do you feel safer uh you know public safety of this last month seems to be getting a lot of attention from our elected officials and others and that's a good thing because it's important you know it's a community issue it affects everybody whether you're young whether you're old whether you're rich whether you're poor whether you're you identify as a person on the left or a person on the right or a person in the middle, it doesn't matter. Public safety is the basis of a civil society. Whatcom County, the city of Bellingham, our governments are failing. They're failing you as a citizen They're failing our communities. They're even failing those. um, They're failing perpetrators. People who are breaking the law are, are, are being failed because they aren't being held accountable for their actions. What parent would not hold their children accountable for their behavior? And what happens if you don't, you know? Toddlers are terrorists. Just let me tell you. Toddlers can be terrorists. They can be evil. As cute and innocent and sweet as they really are, they have the ability to be little monsters, right? Writing on walls, spilling things, getting into things. Maybe they don't mean to be bad, but they do. What happens if you tell that toddler, stop that? Quit it. And you never do anything. Guess what? After a while, the toddler learns that you're all talk and no action. You know what? That's what we have right now, right here in Whatcom County. 676 KGMI, 676-5464. I would love to hear your stories. It affects everybody, either directly or indirectly. It's almost impossible these days to go to a retail location in the city of Bellingham or in Whatcom County and not see somebody load up a cart or grab an armload of stuff and head for the door. We heard all through 2020 about the new normal. It appears loading up a cart full of stuff you didn't pay for and booking it is the new normal. Who's okay with that? I'm not. Are you? I mean, I'm sorry. Is it is it okay are there income di- guidelines for theft? You know, there, there are elements of the society who say, well, it's because of poverty and inequity and those poor people, they're just stealing to survive. 
I'm sorry. Can you can you tell me what the income guidelines are that make it okay to steal? How much can I make? And just go help myself to stuff in the store. What are the income guidelines? What are the limits? Right? How's that measured? And who's it okay to steal from? Right? Is it only big companies or only people making over a certain amount? It's okay to steal from them. If 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 my if this conversation sounds crazy to you, it's because it is crazy. It is wrong to take something from someone else that doesn't belong to you. How did we get to this place where there's victim shaming? If your car got prowled, it's because you didn't take all the stuff out of it. What? If your car got stolen, it's because you should have done something different. It's unbelievable how we've gotten to this place. Daniel, good morning. Good morning, Lyle. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah, I'd just like to comment about, you know, in the crosswalks, you know, um, a lot of times cars, you know, they're very um, impatient, to say the least. When we have the uh, the Walkman stick light, you know, to go, the green light, uh-huh. and uh, people really do try to scare you sometimes, you know, and uh, it, it's not nice. I mean, they come as close as they can to you when you're in a crosswalk, even though you're doing everything right. And they even do it with a lot of my neighbors here on uh, on Champion Street. It's a one-way street, and cars go the wrong way all the time from the downtown area. Uh, they come down Champion the wrong way all the time, and they run. I, I mean, I don't see how people don't get T-boned half the time, really. They just go right through State Street, and they come down Champion. They don't even, you know, pay attention to what, what they're doing. And it's the same thing in the crosswalks. And it, it, it's very dangerous sometimes uh, when, when a, a little senior citizen is walking with a cane, and I've even seen it with people in wheelchairs, how they cut people off in wheelchairs. And yeah. that, to me, is, is so wrong. And I don't see any, any of those laws being enforced, and, you know. Well, and, um, Daniel, here's what happens. Unfortunately, our police departments are understaffed. Um, as a result of perhaps uh, police reforms, I'll say that in air quotes, um, our, our, our police force, have, they've had to eliminate bicycle patrols up until very recently. They've had to uh, eliminate parking um, enforcement staff, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so, you know, the level of policing that we're used to in terms of traffic and those things just aren't happening. Um, yeah, and I, and I, I do get it. Um, you know, there's also pedestrian enforcement that needs to happen in terms of people who abuse their pedestrian rights or bicycling rights as well in an unsafe manner. But yeah, no, I totally hear you, you know, and it's it's kind of right now just about in public safety. It's kind of buyer beware. You know, you got to watch out for your own stuff. Yeah. And and as, to talk about the shoplifting, I've seen that probably a dozen times over the last year. You know, people you know, get in arguments and, you know, the cops are not called and, you know, it's just, uh, it, it's almost getting a little scary, you yeah, know, being I, around those people, you know? Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. And it's a, it's a, it's a big problem. We don't have enough capacity in the County jail. We've been trying for almost 30 years to get a new jail, um, unsuccessfully. 
And so there are efforts underway to to move something forward. But um, if we approved it tomorrow, it would be five or six years. Daniel, thank you for your call. We've got another caller on the line, Michelle. Thank you. Thanks, Daniel. Good morning. Good morning, Lyle. Hi. I talked to you a few weeks ago about this same topic, public safety. I have vowed to devote a great deal of my time, and I've been in media all my career. I'm an old lady now, but uh, I'm still hopefully healthy, and I've been out and about all through the COVID thing because my doctor says I have T-cell immunity. So I've seen with my own eyes. No, I've never stayed home. I've seen, except I've obeyed the laws when they want you to wear masks and things like that. I have seen with my own eyes the terrible situation we are in. And I wanted to comment primarily something new. We had a wonderful forum the other night at Meridian High School attended by hundreds of people um, in the auditorium. And it was uh, an incredible event attended by uh, Sheriff Elfo and the police chiefs of Bellingham, Linden, and Ferndale, plus uh, Chief Prosecutor Eric Ritchie. And it was moderated by uh, Simon uh, Sefcik as part of his campaign to uh, be elected senator after being appointed uh, earlier to fill Doug's spot. But I, um, you know, I just wanted to say um, it was an incredibly impressive presentation about public safety. And you could see in the eyes of these five incredible um, civil servants, how frustrated they are. And they didn't hesitate to talk about their frustration. Um, it was. It, they also talked about how Washington State has the lowest per capita uh, police officer, um, you know, rank compared to civilians. You know, in other words, um, we have the fewest police per capita in the nation of all states and territories. And I'd heard that before. Yeah. And also, Sheriff Elfo, I felt the pain in his voice when he was talking about the jail situation. And all of the law enforcement people talked about letting out-and-out criminals go. Now, they may not be murderers. God help us if they they let those. We ever start doing that. I hope not. They've done that in Seattle, and they've murdered people, you know, following getting released. And this whole thing has gotten to the point where... We need, I'm calling on all of our citizens, all law-abiding citizens. I don't believe in vigilante justice. It's too dangerous for most people. I know martial arts, even though I'm an old lady, I can defend myself. But most people don't know that. I was lucky enough to have a great athlete for a father who, you know, was a professional boxer. And he taught my sister and I how to defend ourselves against men. Yeah. And uh, we have in a, a yeah. few times in our lives. Hey, but Michelle. What I'm telling you, Lyle, yes. Let me, let, me, let me hold you right there. We've got a hard break we're coming up to. We need to, we need to step away for a minute. If you want to hang on for a second, I'd be happy I'll, to have you I'll come back through. after the break. Perfect. Thanks. I'll, Thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Live. I'm Lyle Sorensen, 676-KGMI, 676-5464. We are talking about public safety because it impacts everybody. It is a community issue. We'll be right back. 
When bad weather comes, be prepared. At Linden Sheet Metal, they can keep you comfortable all winter. They have a full-service HVAC department that can install a new heat system or a generator to keep the lights on. Linden Sheet Metal is also your one stop for all your plumbing and electrical needs. Whether you need service, repair, or replacement of your heating, plumbing, or electrical systems, Linden Sheet Metal has you covered. Call them today. Linden Sheet Metal, providing quality work in the Northwest for over 80 years. This is Dick Donahue with Asset Advisors, and for over 12 years, we have been bringing you Wealth Wake Up every Saturday and Sunday. Saturday, we focus on investment management, retirement, tax planning topics, and some of the political influences on your planning for the future. And on Sunday, we focus on the latest economic updates for the United States and globally. During these challenging political and economic times, we try to provide you the latest information to assist you in your decision-making. Call us at 360-733-1200. Go to our website at Wealth Wake up.com and join us live at 11 a.m. on Saturdays or 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings here on KGMI. The opinions voiced on Wealth Wake Up with Dick Donahue are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Wealth Wake Up are not affiliated with CWM LLC. KGMI Connects with Joe Tian is about our community and you. Join us on Monday, October 3rd, as we present another in our series of local candidate debates. We'll hear from Democrat Alicia Rule and Republican Tasha Dykstra-Thompson, candidates for State House of Representatives from the 42nd District. That's this Monday, October 3rd. Join us each weekday at 4 p.m. for KGMI Connects on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM and KGMI.com. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. What? Not the opinions of KGMI or Cascade Radio Group. You're right. It's the opinions of the community, and we'd love to hear yours. You're listening to Saturday Morning Live. I'm Lyle Sorensen. 676-KGMI, 676-5464. We're having a public conversation about public safety because it's important it impacts every single one of us every part of our lives your your safety when you're out and about your welfare if you're a business owner it affects your bottom line it affects you know the safety of your employees it affects the quality of life for everyone from the youngest to the oldest member of our community Michelle, we were having a little conversation before the break, and you were talking about the public safety forum that happened out at Meridian High School the other night. I happened to be in attendance as well. It was it was oh. a good event. Um, I would say that that was not a campaign event. Um, I would say that that was a public event hosted by our sitting senator, um, and he, he's, he talked very little. He really just emceed the event and had questions for – for our law enforcement and and officials and our prosecutor, um, it was very well oh, done. I, I could agree not with have you. been more impressed with how limited he limited himself. Um, well, and that's why I say it wasn't a campaign event. It was. It was. I agree, and I didn't mean to imply event. that it was. Um, I also got a chance to meet Tasha Dykstra Thompson, and she was incredibly impressive in our conversation too. And uh, former law enforcement, uh, former police officer, but a very very concerned citizen. 
Um, regardless of the politics, you put it. You nailed it at the start of your show, and you said it doesn't matter what polit- politics you have. It doesn't matter what race you are, what religion you are. What matters is to step forward and hold. Stop feeling sorry for these criminals. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't try to rehabilitate them, because we should. I'm not saying we shouldn't give many of them a second chance or a third chance, because in many cases we probably should. But hold these people accountable regardless of who they are. Stop feeling sorry for criminals. Crime is always a decision, and it's always a bad decision. And all I can say is I'm calling on our citizens, and I've been here a long time, and I played a prominent role in the community, and I'm calling on our citizens to hold these people accountable, step forward, fight crime, stop putting up with this nonsense, and may I, I cannot believe that some idiot in a truck damn near killed me when he was driving by me at over 100 miles an hour on the Guide Meridian a few minutes ago and blew a red light, could have easily stopped, just totally went through it like it didn't matter. Thank God he didn't hit anybody, but who knows if he will. But I said to myself, obviously we can't have police at every corner, but it was so frustrating, and it's just, I have seen so many acts Lyle, you've probably seen these too, um, but I have seen so many acts of criminal behavior in the last two years in Whatcom County. Absolutely. What is wrong with our population? Well, you I know, would say that a huge percentage of be- are becoming criminals. Yeah. You know, here's the deal, Michelle. Conse- con- crime minus consequences equals crime squared, right? Exactly. So if we don't Precisely. have consequences, you know, and... The bottom line is if we rolled back all the bad legislation that keeps getting pointed to in Whatcom County, we would be in the same position because we do not have the capacity in our jail to provide timely consequences for crime. Period. Well, we need to find ways. We need to, we de- and I'm not acute, I'm not criticizing our law enforcement, but we need to find ways. We desperately need to find ways to hold people accountable. Yep. And um, you know, I I don't know what I just think it's utterly absurd that our community is putting up with this terrible situation. And um, and it is a terrible situation. Yeah, um, I'm out and it's about dangerous. a lot more than most people. Yeah. I've seen a lot more than most people. I was going to become a policewoman until my dad's best friend, who was a police chief down in California, yeah. said to me, you're probably going to shoot first and ask questions later. There you go. <laughs> right. So you yep. better stick with what you do. Michelle, best. thanks but, for thanks for your call. Thanks for thank everything you. that you're doing. We got some other people waiting for a chance. Thank you very much. Have All a right. good weekend. Thanks for listening. Good morning, Nancy. Hi, Lyle. I've been listening to you this morning, and um, I was at that same meeting that Michelle was at the other night that um, Simon Stefsik hosted with Sheriff Bill Elfo yep. and the police chiefs, mm-hmm. which was an outstanding it was very service to our wasn't community. It? Absolutely, yes. And I recall Sheriff Bill Elfo saying that the Blake decision in February of 2020 
kind of started this whole snowball of problems where it was decided that um, it went from a felony to a misdemeanor to um, have this heavy, hard drug possession. And so there's they cannot enforce any drug laws because now there aren't any. All they can do is hand out a little ticket to somebody, and on their third ticket, they are supposed to show up for a court date. Well, there's no tracking system available to know who has had their first two tickets. So essentially, anybody can just be out there wigged out of their mind. And you see that all over in Watkins County, especially Bellingham. Yeah, drugs are a huge, drugs are a huge, huge problem. Um, it, it drives the crime because these yeah. people are searching for their next fix and they'll do anything to get it. And so we see the shopping cart going out of the doors of our, you know, our stores with merchandise. And it's, that's just a huge piece of it is taking away any ability for law enforcement to, um, no, that's right. (laughs) To stop the drug problem. And and homelessness, this so-called homelessness is really just open drug use. Yeah, you know, there's homelessness is a is a interesting situation. You know, there's so many facets to that, and you know, the the part of that that's unimaginable. Yeah, the part of that that's unimaginable for some people who don't work with the population or haven't, you know, had experience there. There are people, and and there are advocates who will hate me for saying this, there are people who choose that as a lifestyle. Um, And openly, you know, you'll hear it from homeless advocates and people who sometimes work with the homeless. They're like, when they get started, they find it unimaginable that someone would reject help. But they do because they don't, you know, frankly, I'm going to say it. They're freer than we are. They have no bills. They have no responsibilities. They have no taxes. They just have right. to live, and it, right? That's and if a, you're and if you're wigged out on drugs, you are not in your right mind. You to make are not rational decisions. Nope, Nancy. If you'd like to hold over, that'd be okay. Um, we are coming up on nope, a hard let's break. Let, let's let somebody else have their two cents worth. Okay, thank you, thank so, you much, so much for calling. You're listening to Saturday Morning Live. I'm Lyle Sorensen. We're having a community conversation about public safety. We're heading for a break. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Steve, co-host of In the Shop, Saturdays from 9 to 10 on KGMI 790. I own Panacea Automotive Repair. Did you know that the definition of panacea is a remedy for all ills or difficulties, a cure-all? At Panacea, honesty is our priority. We won't sell you products you don't need or do repairs that aren't necessary. We understand the necessity of a good working relationship, so we take pride in giving our clients quality service. Panacea Auto Repair, service you can trust on Britain Road behind Iron Man Movers or at PanaceaAuto.com. Silver Reef is unboxing even bigger giveaways this year with $80,000 in prizes. Craving cash and free play fun? Well, here you go, again. Win your share every Saturday in October with hourly drawings from 5 to 8 p.m. Claim one free daily entry plus additional entries when you play using your Reef Rewards card. Use your card to savor the pump, too, with up to 25 cents off every gallon of gas. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. What does your dream getaway have? Luxury hotel rooms, elegant suites, and relaxing spa? We've got that. World-class Wine Spectator Award-winning steakhouse? We've got that. Washington's premier golf destination? We've got that. How about the newest slots, table games, and exciting promotions? 
Oh, yeah, we've got those, too. Visit Silver Reef Casino Resort and hit the getaway jackpot. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. For 76 years, DeWard & Bodie has been the largest independent appliance and mattress retailer in Whatcom and Skagit counties. But the truth is, being bigger isn't always better. Being better is better. That's why DeWard & Bodie doesn't only bring you the largest selection of appliances, the largest team of service technicians, and the largest fleet of delivery teams. They bring you the absolute best. The best reviewed and the most reliable major home appliances, barbecues, and mattresses from the industry's leading brands. They service the products they sell with factory certified technicians keeping you covered with worry-free warranties up to five years plus they offer professional delivery and installation and they'll even haul away the old stuff shopping at deward and Bodie means supporting local to celebrate 76 years of their commitment to our community deward and Bodie is matching donations up to ten thousand dollars to whatcom and skagit county's blue skies for children during their 76th anniversary sale deward and Bodie, your original local appliance store since 1946 the latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. A properly operating furnace will guarantee that you stay comfortable as the seasons change. Contact West Mechanical Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electric for a system inspection today at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. CBS News Special Report. Massive damage from Ian, especially along Florida's Gulf Coast. WTOP reporter Melissa Howell is in Port Orange. The damage in our area was really bad. Brittany Morenz lives in Port Orange, and she still doesn't have power over in Orlando. It was quite a, an eerie feeling. Veronica Randall says the intense destructive winds and the flooding have destroyed part of her home. and In other parts of the state, neighborhoods completely leveled. President Biden fears Ian could be Florida's deadliest storm ever. We're just beginning to see the scale of that destruction. It's likely to rank among the worst of the nations and the worst in the nation's history. At least 28 deaths associated with Ian. The storm is now a post-tropical cyclone and heading north. Future radar shows a lot of rain spreading along the I-95 corridor. And this weekend, right into the northeast, it's not leaving our shores till sometime early Monday morning. That's the Weather Channel's Mike Betts. CBS News Special Report. I'm Linda Kenyon. Good morning. Welcome to Saturday Morning Live. We're back after that little short break talking about public safety. Um, you know, the when you when you look at the numbers, I think that I think that the numbers really speak for themselves. Um, auto theft for the year um, in the city of Bellingham. This isn't Whatcom County. 417 auto thefts in Whatcom County. Uh, we've still got three months to go. And, you know, you look at different, you look at different ways of looking at the statistics um, if you take the three-year average of 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022 is up 104%. But if you compare 2022 to 2019, before kind of all this nonsense started, um, auto theft is up 262% in Bellingham. 
There we go. Chris, you've been waiting very patiently. How are you this morning? I'm great, Lyle. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to make a couple of comments. I listened. I didn't was unable to attend, but I listened to both uh, public safety <clears throat> forum. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one was he- uh, hosted by the Downtown Bellingham Partnership yep. and the Chamber of Commerce, and they had two state representatives mm-hmm. on their panel, which was great. And then the one that out at Meridian um, that was done with mm-hmm. um, law enforcement and. I really just want to make a few comments. Um, one was a concern that I had with regards to the downtown Bellingham partnership one, and that was when um, Representative Alex Rammel, you know, said, "Well, you know, we we have to make sure that we don't um, that we don't change things so much that you know we will arrest people, you know, of a certain color or race or whatever that you know that we have equity." And it's like. It's, this is to me. It gets very frustrating because if you if you do a crime, I don't care what race, gender, color, sexual preference, whatever. If you're doing a crime, you need to be arrested. You need to be held accountable. You have to stop making excuses. You know, you cannot enable somebody. So, our, I'm saying this to all political leadership. How do you think we got where we're at by making excuses and enabling? these behaviors that, that jeopardize public safety. My second thing that I wanted to say was people keep saying, well, we need more mental health and we need this, we need that. Well, I understand. Everybody understands. Nobody wants to just fill up a bunch of jails. But our issue here is the fact that we have uh, a jail that's not safe. It's at full capacity. They're not able to do their job because of that. And the very first thing that we have to do in order to get a handle on this, is to be able to arrest, detain, arraign, and then move people into the channels in order to pay for their crime, get drug rehab, you know, not a 30-day drug rehab. They need long-term rehab, mental health. I mean, it's obvious right now, according to Sheriff Elfo, I believe if I heard him correctly, people that are in there for mental health reasons are waiting months and months and months to to actually be evaluated in right. order to be able to receive services. <clears throat> well, so, and- but my but my, one one last thing, please, sure. Lyle. Okay, we had an emergency in COVID, mm-hmm. and during that emergency in COVID, our <clears throat> Bellingham um, uh, elected officials and our county elected officials managed to come together under a state of emergency because of base camp. And I'm not, I mean, base camp was necessary. Base camp is part of a solution. But they came together because of COVID and the emergency, and they managed to fix, you know, to be able to address and the need for base camp. Mm-hmm. This is a bigger emergency. This is a bigger emergency than that. And they need to address that. And they need to take emergency action. We can't wait six years for the people to pass a levy to build a new jail. Amen. We need something now. We have empty commercial facilities. Put their put their money where their mouth is and deal with this emergency so that the police can at least, and law enforcement and the mental health uh, agencies, everybody can start doing their job. Because <laughs> the first thing you have to do is we'd be able to arrest, detain, and arraign. And they can't even do that. You're preaching my song, sister. Thank you. 
Okay. Thank you. Have a great day. 100%. Thanks for bringing this up, Lyle. You bet. Okay. No, you know what? Uh, those are some really strong, uh, really well-articulated comments from Chris. Thank you very much for that. Um, yeah, it's it's important. We can't ignore it. It's amazing. Um, you look at the resolutions that the county council has brought forward this year, um, things that they really think are important to them. And it, it shows it shows kind of where their mindset is at. Um, you know, there are two big issues that are really important to citizens in Whatcom County um, that are that are pretty critical. One is one is the jail and the and the public safety thing. Sheriff Elfo says, look, we need right now we need 200 beds. And I'm not sure that that's enough. But we need 200 more beds to alleviate the booking restrictions so that we can provide timely consequences for crime. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. Crime minus consequences equals crime squared. And we are seeing it. Um, Chris mentioned the competency issue. Um, I pulled up the I pulled up the jail roster and broke it down. Uh, we have 310 persons in custody. We have a hundred with an average stay of 119 days. Um, so almost four months. Um, the main jail has 170 uh, residents currently. We've got 107 at the work center over in Bakerview. Uh, we've got 16 on electronic home detention. We've got four in Western State Hospital. Uh, we've got two at Fort Still at the Fort Stillicum facility for competency renewal. Uh, we've got three at Maple Lane competency for the same thing. And then we've got one person who's in the Skagit County Jail. Um, so, you know, you can see, I mean, the average stay is like four months, right? Um, they're waiting for competency or competent, competency evaluation and competent. Then if they're found incompetent, there's a process for competency renewal. Um, and, you know, we've got a pl- plug that nobody's talking about in the court system. Um, we have a mess, but at the end of the day, if we cannot provide accountability, if we can't hold people accountable, it was like my early illustration about a toddler. Look, if you don't hold your, your toddler accountable, pretty soon they're just going to thumb their nose at you and say, you're not going to do nothing. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to listen to you. And that is the point that we are at. Cindy, you've been waiting patiently. Good morning. Oh, great show. Thank you very much. I was also in attendance. And I just wanted to say, as a person who's worked in the Department of Corrections, jails, prisons, et cetera, et cetera, over 55 years as an RN, and so um, I would say supportive of law and order. A couple things you can do, uh, people out there. One is to just do that. You do realize that a, uh, the police had no, I would say, or very little representation with our legislators. They weren't even involved in meetings. And that is true. If you're not, I just heard that statement. If you're not at the table, you will be on the menu. And they have so put our police officers that go out there and jeopardize their lives every day as a, I would say, adversarial role. Every single law that came out of that legislator and that sheriff and that people that were there at the meeting spoke to that. They've almost criminalized the police 
who would want to go on a police force, especially, and I'm going to say this, I like what the woman said, if you are Caucasian with critical race theory, 1619 Project, a recent event at the Welcome Library demonizing the police, that was in London with the books that were out there. These police are now with the matrix of their mind. They have now, and you didn't mention that, criminal statutes out there if they do a, um, I would say, hands-on hold. They can't go after people. I've been involved in three incidences where I live trying to intervene with a drug addict overdosing. Um, they have put in the position of having the police, instead of even asking a young adult, what's the problem if they're arrested for something, they want them to call a lawyer. So with all that is out there, they're down how many on Bellingham? Over 21. They've lowered the standards. And I tell them, and I'm going to be honest, I tell my own grandson, never, ever think it. God made you. He chose that particular color for you. But with everything that's out there, you people need to go into your schools and start learning to teach and have the police officers go in, go back in and learn respect. You, I'm sorry, I'm a Christian. You're going to be born one way and believe that you are born really with a little evil stuff self in you, and you have taken everything out of society that says, like, don't steal, which are in the Ten Commandments. I feel my compassion for Sheriff Alfo, he and I are always on, I would say, the right side of trying to get people help. And how about helping those people, as I've irrigated correctional officers' eyes when the bad guys are throwing things at them, there's so much disease in those uh, uh, corrections, and they're down nine officers. So thank you, but you people can get out there. Go support your police. Tell your schools to respect your police. Get out there over there and tell them you're on the side and vote candidates. And I'm going to be real clear, like Tasha, and I'm sorry about what they did to Dan Johnson. Stand for the right side of things and get them on the table in Olympia. Cindy, thank you for your call this morning. We're heading into a break. You're listening to Saturday Morning Live. I'm Lyle Sorensen. We'll be right back. From heat waves to flooding, record cold, to labor and supply shortages, last year was a doozy. Let's take this year head on with a Silver Shield membership so you and your home are ready for whatever the coming seasons have in store. Hi, I'm John Barron, owner of Barron Heating, AC, Electrical, and Plumbing. Achieve peace of mind with your HVAC electrical and or plumbing equipment, bringing it back to its original operating specifications with a Barron Silver Shield membership. Things happen especially when the weather turns. As a Silver Shield member, you'll receive worry-free whole home coverage, including a performance maintenance, service and equipment discounts, priority scheduling, and more. So prep for fall now, before the weather changes. Sign up for Silver Shield and save 20% on your tune-up, keeping your home's most important systems running safely, reliably, and efficiently all year. Visit BarronHeating.com for details. Barron, your full-service HVAC electrical and plumbing contractor. Our mission, improving lives. Looking for vintage treasures at antiques? Bellingham Coin has got you covered. But did you know Bellingham Coin is also the prime place to go for precious metals? They pay top dollar for gold and silver, and there's never been a better time than right now to invest in silver to hedge against recession. The friendly staff at Bellingham Coin will teach you how to invest wisely in precious metals for a future that shines a little brighter. Come find your hidden treasures by visiting us at the Bellingham Coin Shop on Cornwall Avenue in Bellingham and at BellinghamCoin.com. 
relive your favorites every day on Bellingham's newest radio station, 98.9 and AM 930 KB. Kick off your workday with a 9 a.m. music marathon. Over an hour of commercial-free classics. Hit after hit from your favorite artists all day, every day. And the broadcast sponsor of the Bellingham Bells. Listen live online, 98.9kbay.com. Join the fun and be a part of Bellingham's newest radio station, 98.9 and AM 930 KB. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Live. I'm Lyle Sorensen. It is already October. Can you believe it? It, The weather is fabulous. It's beautiful. But, you know, I'm going to make I'm going to stick my neck out here and make a prediction. The first two weeks in November, it will likely flood or snow. Um. That seems to kind of be the trend in Washington. We have these beautiful falls often, and the first two weeks of November comes and everything changes. I hope I'm wrong. Well, maybe. At least about the flood part. The snow part? Yeah, I love snow, so I'm one of those sick people. Anyway, public safety, public safety, we need a jail. Sheriff Elfo says, look, you know, I don't like these booking restrictions. I need 200 beds to get a handle on what's going on in in our communities. Um, this impacts everyone. I was talking with our producer Maddie, and she was she she was talking about a situation at her work and just with people she knows. And I I think this is kind of a great random sample. Maddie, what the heck? So, so you were talking about something that occurred at your work? Yeah, so my coworker got uh, in touch with me yesterday, and apparently there was a man who came in and took uh, quite a few of our valuables off of our counter. I work at a, uh, a retail store other than the radio job I do here. And he grabbed some of our expensive items, about $300 worth of uh, Magic the Gathering cards that we had on the counter, and some other uh, valuable collector cards that we had. And he looked at my coworker and mumbled. She asked what he was talking about or say, sir, what can I do for you? Um, and then he said, sorry, I have to go now and just booked it. So that's not a that's located in Cordata, but it's not a big box retailer. This is a small no. local establishment, right? Yeah, no, the owner's a local guy, lived here his whole life. We're the only store uh, he has and. I mean, so, and you were saying you thought the total value was like 2000 bucks. Yeah, I would expect it to be about 2000 I mean, that's insane. So imagine if you're, if you're a local small business owner and someone comes in and jacks you for $2,000 worth of merchandise. You know, I'm sorry. It's like I was talking about earlier, right? What are the income guidelines, you know, where it's okay for someone who we perceive as being poor to steal, right? Yeah. I mean, how much can you make? And it still be okay to steal. I mean, it's it's absurd in my mind. It's wrong. Yeah, and these aren't things. These aren't necessities. These are cards. Right. Yeah. yeah. You, you can't eat them. No, you know. you're not going to get anything from them. I mean, the most that they're going to do is probably resell them. Talk about your friend's car a minute. Oh, my friend's car. My friend owns two cars. One of them was an Ultima. She had it jacked. Um, well, she had it stolen. 
and they found it a day later completely stripped uh tires sitting on cinder well no tires it was sitting on cinder blocks uh nothing in the car it was completely so so it was it was stripped down to a shell yeah so so that's not something that's happening in that length of in that short length of time is not a random event. No, no, that is no. organized auto theft um, by people who know what they're doing, who likely have orders for the parts in advance. Oh, yeah. You know, they have a network to distribute them. And and that's what our law enforcement officials have been saying as well, is, is the, we're dealing with organized auto theft. We're dealing with organized retail crime. We're dealing with those issues. We're, this isn't... This isn't subsistence stealing that's going on. This is highly organized, whether whether people are trading goods for drugs or whatever's going on here. This is the the deal. And then you were talking about cat converters. Yeah, I've had uh, <clears throat> two friends have their uh, catalytic converters uh, torn off. Same spot down here at the park and ride um, off of Lakeway. I'm sure you've heard about that place a little bit. Um, so, so much for trying to carpool. Yeah, they're both students. They had to leave their cars there. They can't use them on campus, so they've left their cars there, and both of them had them $4,000 for one of them, and the other one was a couple thousand. I don't know how much that yeah. one was. Well, and, and depending on the value of your car, you know, I've made this point before. You know, auto theft really impacts people. You know, it, it takes away their ability to – their mobility, yes. right? You know, so how do you get to your job? Not only have you had a loss of your vehicle, which, you know, hopefully people have, you know, auto theft insurance on their auto policy, but that doesn't matter because it takes a it takes a significant amount of time to work through that process. And then and then they give you whatever money and you got to go find a car that may not, you know, that's in the value range of what they give you to work with and it may not be necessarily a good car. You don't know what you have yeah. anymore, right? You know, if somebody breaks out your side glass, that's expensive. People don't realize side windows are more expensive than windshields because windshield replacement is common. So they make a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Side glass is not so not so cheap a lot of times. You know, and and think about this. If you've got a car that's valued at two thousand dollars or twenty five hundred dollars, you know, sometimes students have that. Right. You know, you got an old Honda that was grandma's or whatever the case is. But it's a good car and it's reliable. Just doesn't have a lot of a lot of value in terms of insurance, but in terms of utility, it has far more value than that. But, you know, if somebody breaks $500 worth of windows out of your car, even if they don't steal your car, but, you know, so they can take your stuff, a lot of times the insurance company will total that car because the amount of damage compared to replacing the car, it's like, sorry, we're going to total this. You know, and so, you know, these things matter. You know, you look at you look at the year over year uh, numbers. You know, there's been 400 in the city of Bellingham this year, 417 reported auto thefts, Um, residential burglaries. There have been 576 residential burglaries. Uh, That's up. If you take that three-year average that we talked about, that's up 46.94%. Um, City of Bellingham doesn't track 
doesn't have a category for retail theft. So it's in here somewhere, but it's not clear where it's at. It's definitely not in that section. Um, and for whatever reason, it's not, it's not here. Uh, malicious mischief is up 168% over the three-year average. Um, the auto theft, if we just look at 2022 versus 2019, 262% increase. Stop and think about that. 262% um, by, by, this, by this point um, in 2019, there had been 200 and uh, sorry, there had been, oh, come on. Don't fail me now. There had been 115 auto thefts. So by the beginning of October, by the end of September in 2019, in all of the city of Bellingham, there were 115 cars stolen, which is, you know, that's that's significant on a car lot. But, you know, still 417. We've still got three months left to go. That's a lot of theft. That's a lot going on. Um, 108 robberies. That's up 63% over the three-year average. Vehicle prowls. You know, we kind of were hitting on that a little bit. There have been 1,409 vehicle prowls year-to-date in 2022. On the three-year average, that's an increase of 110%. Why do you suppose that crime is rampant? How in the world can we have a neighborhood in Bellingham that police will not enter unless there are exigent circumstances and they won't go in with less than platoon strength and a canine? How is that allowed to exist? If you're a government official, if... if, Mayor Fleetwood or someone happens to be listening. Why is that allowed to exist? We certainly wouldn't allow that in, a, in, in the Roosevelt neighborhood. If there was an apartment complex on Texas Street that was that unsafe, there would be steps taken to remedy that situation. But yet we turn the other way. Uh, the other night at the forum when, when the police chiefs and the prosecutor were all talking – um, they said, well, we can't do anything there because it's private property. And we've been unable to contact the owner or he's been non-responsive or whatever, or whatever. And it's private property, so we can't do anything. Uh, I say BS. The Bellingham Municipal Code, of which there are innumerable violations in that space, is enforced on anybody else. If... If I owned a piece of property and I decided to build a structure without permits and the city found out it was there, I would be given what's called a stop work order. And there are – if I violate that stop work order, there are penalties that accrue daily. So why is Bellingham not enforcing the municipal code? Um, That area, there is no sanitation. There there are health and safety violations. Um, they're, they have built in wetlands and wetlands buffers. Anyone who's in the construction trades or development business around Whatcom County 
can tell you that that's a serious problem and it wouldn't be tolerated for anyone else. So city of Bellingham officials, if you can't find criminal reasons to deal with that, then enforce the municipal code equally. We, we've created a protected class. It's not, it's not a problem for some. It's a problem for all. We can't have protected classes. Justice is supposed to be equal. Law is supposed to be applied. Saturday morning live. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in a month. It's a community issue. Have a good one.